Hey there, trainers. Thanks for tuning in. Before we get into the episode, since Kyle and I recorded this on this Tuesday evening, this past Tuesday evening, there's been a lot of changes to a lot of things that have been going on due to the uh, COVID-19 situation, coronavirus situation. And a lot of the events that are coming up have either been touched in some way, either postponed, changed, you know, moved around, whatever. And we talk about a few of them during the show. We even set some goals that pertain to them at the end of the show. Um, But I did want to just front load it really quick and kind of get you guys up to speed on what the absolute most recent changes are and leave the episode as is because it's a lot of fun. I didn't want to have to chop the whole thing up and and make it less than what it is. So so here we go. First things first, that mystery event on that weekend that we were talking about before and speculating everybody thought was going to be a Genesect thing. Well, Definitely is going to be a Genesect event from Friday, March 20th to Monday, March 23rd at 10 p.m. local time. You can look forward to the following features. Uh, Normal fire, water, electric, and ice type Pokemon will be available more often in the wild. You might be able to see some Pokemon such as Jigglypuff, Magnemite, Merrill, Houndour, and Snowrunt. Ninkata, Carablast, and Shelmet. They'll be coming out of 5k eggs. Ninkata as well, but Ninkata is also in uh, the wild. One star to four star raid battles will feature various bug or steel type Pokemon. The bonuses are times two catch Stardust, time to hatch Stardust. In addition to that, there's a special research story event that's been extended from its original. In In addition to that, there's also this special research story event that will take place on Friday, March 20th at 8 a.m. to Thursday, March 26th at 10 p.m. in your local time zone. Please note, in an attempt to make the special research story event available and playable for as many trainer globally as possible, we've extended this event. Features include, it's a ticketed event, by the way. You can look up more information about this in the links in our show notes. A ticket to this special research event will gain you access to a unique experience. This event comes with the opportunity to access or earn the following. A new special research line featuring an early access encounter with the Genesect. This is Genesect's first appearance in Pokemon Go. A drive to investigate metal, which I'm assuming is the name of the research. Research objectives that lead to encounters the various bug and steel type Pokemon, including Pinsir, Caesar, Skarmory, Carablast, and Shelmet. Sign me up. As well as other Pokemon that appear in the story or are related to Genesect. Research objectives that lead to an encounter with Durant, which is typically available only in the Eastern Hemisphere. I'm thrilled about that. Exclusive Genesect-themed avatar items, such as a bag and a cap. I saw this bag and cap today. I'm so excited for that hat. It's like right up my alley. I love it. I think it's dorky. It's amazing. What could you not find lovable about that? Five premium battle passes, three super incubators, three charge TMs, three fast TMs, three incense, three star pieces, one poffin, 15 rare candies, and one glacial lure uh, are going to be some of the things you get from this. Encounters with Scyther, Skarmory, Nankata, and Shield on after completing exclusive field research tasks. All right, the ticket price is going to be $7.99. Tickets can be purchased from when they go live until Thursday, March 26th at 8 p.m. in your local time. Stay tuned for when they go live, so they're not live quite yet. Another thing to note about this, and shout out to Catherine the Mop from our Discord for, for pointing this out, but if you want to catch a... Genesect that you can use in Great League, you want to do this event to get it under uh, the 1500 threshold at level 15. While Genesect, and they mentioned this somewhere else in this this, uh, article, while Genesect will be available in EX raids moving forward, those ones will be level 20. So they'll they'll be above the Great League cap. So if that's your intention, or that's something you're interested in, make sure you take part in this event. One other big change, and there are lots of small things. You can take a look at our Twitter feed and some of the notes in our show notes section, but 
Abra Day, Abra Community Day has been postponed, including the 99 cent uh, added event that's going to go with it has also been postponed. So there's that. Uh, We'll talk more about all this stuff in the episode and next week as well. So until then, enjoy the show. Amend your ways of play, I guess. There's also right now in the store, because this just happened recently, the past few hours, Niantic has put up a 30 incense box for one Pokecoin, and they buffed the incense rates. They're doing like 58 to 60 spawns. It's absolutely insane they also last an hour get on that it's going to be great so i know this is a very trying time and a very scary time for a lot of people but at least we'll have some pokemon go and we can do it from inside our houses so there's that okay enjoy the show so my sister just gave me a shamrock shake oh my gosh you finally I know got I ha- it everything had everything had to stop and i had to say thanks yes okay bye ash thanks how thoughtful and how green <laughs> okay tuned into the GoCast podcast, your one-stop shop for updates, news, tips, and community in the world of Pokemon Go. Thank you for listening. Another day, another APK. Another time then, St. Louis? Scroopy is the bomb, if you get my point. <laughs> And more on this episode of GoCast. Hello and welcome to episode 84 of the GoCast podcast. I'm your host, Chris, and with me, I'm joined by Kyle. Hiya. It's March 10th. It's a Tuesday evening. You see how I switched up the order of those things there a little bit? I kind of want everybody to be on their toes. Nobody probably noticed because I switched when saying hello to you and switched the day that we were recording. Who's paying that much attention? Just me, I guess. <laughs> anyway, hey, my name's Chris, and that's Kyle. Like I said, I see I can't even get away from it. I had to restate <laughs> it subconsciously. You couldn't even successfully do it. I ruined it. Oh well, that's what that's what editing's for. I'm not gonna touch that. That's pristine. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we talk about Pokemon Go every single week on this here podcast. But before we get into any of that, two shout-outs here to some brand new patrons. Cameron and Amanda. Thank you guys so much for your patronage, and we hope that you enjoy the Discord. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to getting to know you guys better and possibly do some PvP. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> There's a lot of people now. It's quite the project. Yeah, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm quite 18 thrilled. people? 19? Uh, yeah, I think it's like that many people are interested, but consistently we get like a really solid group of like six to eight that want to do the the weekly cups right mm-hmm. or the monthly cups rather um but you know like interest interest wanes and ebbs and flows and does all those things waxes that was the opposite of wanes uh, <laughs> uh depending on the cup as it usually is okay mr kyle last week you and i we made some promises and i wrote them down Okay. They were promises to ourselves, but beyond that, there were also promises to the greater public because we recorded said promises uh, in an audio format that people could listen to. And do you want to know what you said? Do you remember what you said? Do you remember your goals at all from last week? I remember at least one of my goals from last week. What's the one? The power up Frostlass. Okay, let's start there. How'd it go? It is maxed. Wow. Hey, congratulations. Frostlass is maxed. It, it hurts slightly. <laughs> Max out at under 2000 CP. Oh no. Yeah. But otherwise, you know. But but you're good? 
that, that one's it. done I so how it. many more do you have left because i remember at the end of the show last week you were like hold on a second uh i've actually got more <laughs> i've got way more than i thought because there's a couple of ghosts i forgot about and i don't look forward to so i've still got spirit tune to do okay i've got duskull and you know dust noir that line how could you forget i didn't forget he was one of the ones that was on the list oh okay who I did forget, though, was Golurk. So that one's going to be a tough one. Toughy. Chandelure. That one's going to have to wait a little while. because <laughs> I, I barely have enough candy as it is to power it up a little bit, let alone max it out. You just got to start hatching 10K eggs and hoping for the best. Um, look, we'll get to my other goals in a second, okay? <laughs> okay. And the one I'm not looking forward to the most is Shedinja. Cause, oh, because he's hard to get candy for? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm really <laughs> hoping when Ninkata shows up for the event later, like he really shows up. Yeah, you're just going to be going through pineapple areas like crazy, just trying yeah. to stock up for the long haul that is that Shedinja power. I already walked Ninkata for 100 kilometers because I forgot to pin up the Shedinja when they, <laughs> when they were in the box. <laughs> Yikes, that hurts. Yeah. Do you have a good Shedinja? Oh, I don't even know. Probably not. Does it really matter? I don't, I don't think, think so. Matters. No, that, I don't think it really matters either. HP. Yeah, that's right. Really just showing up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so besides the Frost Lass, you yes. also wanted to do 25 Great League matches. You know what? Let me see if that actually happened. Okay. In the meantime, did you hatch an Arkin or Tirtuga? No. Oh, bummer. I'm bitter bummer. about it, okay? Bummer, bummer. Please do tell. Well, first off, I did not make that Great League battle. I don't know what the heck happened this week, but apparently I didn't didn't do PvP. Okay. But I am almost to the point where I'm going to stop doing 7KX. Why? What happened? I think I've hatched 60 now. Whoa. Maybe... 50 60 somewhere in that ballpark since they were in the eggs none of those 7ks were wasted on the hat starters because i saw the news before i got more eggs i have not gotten one arkin or one tortuga in the entire lot and i'm just like this is disheartening i'm sorry it's like 20 dollars of incubators or something ridiculous like that and not even one let alone enough to evolve one that, that really stinks. It sounds like these 7K eggs have gotten you a little scrambled. But yeah. looking on the sunny side, Kyle, did you hatch anything else that was good from them? No. Uh, I mean, I got a I got a shield on, I guess. But I'm never spending enough Stardust to power up another shield on again, even if it's better than the one I currently <laughs> have. So I don't care. You can't make me do it twice. I don't want to do it. Never. Absolutely not. <laughs> I hatched like a couple Kranidos, which is good. So you can never have too many Kranidos is my opinion. It's just one of those. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you got Frost last, but no 25 Great League matches and no Arkin or Tortuga. That's a 33%. That is a 33%. Okay. I'm chronicling that in my little notebook here. Okay. My turn on the chopping block. Did I hatch a Tortuga? No. No, I didn't. But much like Kyle, it's not for lack of trying. Let me tell you, <laughs> I'm swimming in Aerodactyls now. Oh, I, I also got a fair amount of uh, Kranidos, and that was pretty cool. So many into that. That's fine. Omanites, none of them were shiny. That's fine, too. I get it. 
Maybe another time. Maybe this upcoming week we'll get our turtles. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> did I get my 300,000 Stardust? I did. I played a fair amount this week. I really did. I hatched a lot of eggs. I did a fair amount of walking. It was really beautiful outside for some days. So I got out and walked around. That was really nice. Did I catch at least one dark rye? I set the bar really low for myself. Supposed to be dark rye <laughs> weekend this past weekend. Shiny was out for the first time ever. That was really exciting for those of you that maybe missed the last episode and didn't know that that was going on. I was pretty jazzed about it, but I didn't even challenge myself to get a shiny dark rye. And I'm kind of regretting it because this past week I was really going after uh, trying to find legendary raids along the way until dark rye came around. And I was having some minor success. But as soon as Darkrai was put into five-star eggs uh, for raids, five-star raids, I couldn't find him. I couldn't do it. Every single day at work this past week, well, not every single day, but on Friday when the eggs were hatching, we watched like two or three of them, Thunderous. Around us, I could see like five or six other gyms. Whenever they had a legendary egg, Thunderous. I mean, I was just really, really unlucky in this past weekend. I got out and all I saw was thunderous. I saw one dark ride and there was nobody around to do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding me. <laughs> so then I, di- I did two of the thunderous because I was like, well, maybe today I'll just get one of these and then I'll have better luck, you know, in the future doing something else uh, for dark ride. Uh, but man, thunderous is a pain in the butt. I didn't catch him for both of those times. I hit every single curve throw, at least great, with a golden raspberry and still didn't do it, Kyle. I was so frustrated. I've never been that frustrated at a raid boss before. Good thing it wasn't during 500 raids a summer. Didn't ruin your catch rate. (sighs) My heart heart would have been broken. Absolutely broken. Yeah, that would have been a bummer and a half. But now I'm I'm committed to trying to get him in a gold battle league reward because I just don't want to do the raid anymore. I'm like, you ate two of my passes already, and I don't <laughs> want to deal with this anymore. So yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's a no go on that. So I too am part of the 33 percent club. <laughs> so maybe we'll have more success this upcoming week, Kyle. We'll have to look back at our our, our sins. The sins of our four selves and have to plan accordingly for next week, considering there's so many things happening this upcoming weekend, because this is the month for events. Let me tell you in the news section. But before we get into all the real news and, you know, the things that happened this past week or about to happen, uh, here's a little subsection we did for the news section before. It's called, what year is it? It's necessary for us to roll this subsection back out because, well, it's craziness, like we mentioned. So this upcoming weekend, the three things you got to keep your eye on is Abra Community Day this Sunday. It's 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. local time in the Northern Hemisphere and 3 to 6 p.m. local time in the Southern Hemisphere. Still not sure what the special move is, but there's that. Abridate. Also, don't forget, if you want to, there is that extra uh, additional experience that you can buy uh, for the community as well. This is going to be kind of interesting, kind of fun, a little bit different than other community days for sure. Additionally, this weekend and then carrying on just past this weekend as well. Go Battle League Season 1 starts Friday the 13th. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Look at that. At 1 p.m. PDT. So that's when the official ranked season begins. And that's how you can start working towards all the new rewards and stuff like that that have been going around social media. I believe we talked about it a little bit last week as well. So if you want to find out more information about that, we'll have links and stuff 
in our show notes, but that's starting on this Friday. And then this weekend, Giratine, ah, raid weekend, this weekend, all weekend from Friday, I think it's 8 p.m. or 8, no, sorry, 8 a.m., right, to 10 p.m. local time on Monday. So Friday, 8 a.m. to Monday, 10 p.m., uh, you can get Giratina Alter Form to Giratina. Ah, please yell at people in the streets when talking about this Pokemon. Please do it. And uh, it can also be shiny. So there's that. That's pretty exciting. So go grab that one. It's good for PvP in some leagues. You'll like it. I promise. Any of those three things you're looking forward to the most there, Kyle? Go Battle League starting with Great League, hopefully. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to hopefully a like a rating and score reset of some kind. I will not get to take part in much of community day and I'm not likely to go out raiding in this limited weekend. Although I would like to, so we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I think I'm looking forward to our community day. Um, I'm sad that you're not going to be able to kick it with us yeah. the entire time, but, but, but we are going to get to a data mine here in a little bit. And if the window of the of event, the added experiences is what that is alluding to, then maybe you'll have more time than you think. And that'll be kind of nice. Yeah. But Hey, let's move on to uh, some sad news. St. Louis Safari zone 2020 has been postponed. It hasn't been fully canceled. It's been postponed it's been canceled in so far as like you know hey we ain't going nobody's going they ain't holding the event but they plan on rescheduling it in the future hopefully later this year so here we go niantic has announced that safaris on st louis has been postponed due to fears of covid19 or the coronavirus there is no set date but niantic is looking into alternate dates within the next 12 months and will provide an update as soon as possible this is part of the write-up by the way Trainers who decide to refund their tickets can do so by requesting a refund of their tickets via in-app support. You can navigate there by going to your menu and looking for support. Deadline to request a refund is March 25th, 2020 at 11.59 p.m. Pacific time. If you do not request a refund, you will be able to use your existing ticket for the rescheduled Safari Zone. So, again, if you do intend on attending the rescheduled Safari Zone, the St. Louis one... Hold on to your ticket. If not, you can get a full refund. But why would I want to hold on to my ticket for an event I know nothing about in the future? I don't know when it's going to be. I don't know if it's even going to be in St. Louis anymore. For all I know, they might still just cancel it. And then I'm out of luck. Maybe. Who knows? Well, as an added bonus for those who retain their tickets, Niantic will activate the Safari Zone Pokemon Encounters and Special Research globally during the original scheduled event hours in your local time zone so that you can still enjoy the event from wherever you are in the world. Only ticket holders will be able to experience this bonus event. Now, this sounds familiar, doesn't it? It does. It does. As many of you might know, Kyle and I had uh, the privilege of (laughs) having Saturday tickets at Pokemon Go Fed Chicago last year, which for a few hours got rained out. And then afterwards was just a a pigsty of a mudslide. (laughs) Pigsty uh, of a mudslide. I mean, am I wrong? No, no. It was, it was a lot of mud. Yeah, I also had a, a lot of blisters. There's a lot of walking <laughs> that that uh, that weekend. It was a quite a bit. But what we can say is that when the event got you know disrupted heavily by weather, one of the things that Niantic did was, hey, for those of you that went on that day, we'll do this local spawn thing at another time, and you can go out and experience the spawns that you you know air quotes miss because we were supposed to be away from the field and not playing it in cafes and being safe, but. Of course, we were raining in the rain because that's what people do. (laughs) 
so, Kyle, what can you say to this experience? What is it like having localized spawns for just you? I mean, it's it's good. That's the best thing I can say. As long as what was going to be spawning is interesting enough, it's it's a positive thing all around. Getting to see stuff like Absol from GoFest out in the wild because of this was pretty cool. It was. So, so getting to see, I'm blanking on the regional's name that was going to be there. Chatot? Was it Chatot? Okay, it's Chatot. Getting to see Chatot in the wild, that's going to be pretty great just to see. Yes, absolutely. But just to clarify, only you can see it or other yes. ticket holders. Yes. So don't go out hanging out with your friends who didn't get tickets to go or if they got a refund and you didn't, you held on to it. They aren't going to be able to see the same stuff as you. Or actually, I take it back. Go out with them and show them what they're missing out on because you're a good friend. Yes, absolutely. That's what you should do. (laughs) Be aggressive. That's what friendship is. (laughs) Yes. It's just a competition. You just keep your enemies close. (laughs) Uh, No action is required to keep your ticket and participate in the global gameplay. We will email ticket order purchasers with the updated event information and next steps. Kind of exciting. I like the automaticness of if you want to keep it, just don't do anything. Uh, The next two safari zones, Liverpool and Philadelphia, are still scheduled to occur as originally planned. However, Niantic will reassess the situation in early April, so stay tuned for updates. As a reminder, regular gameplay and most in-game events can still be enjoyed by trainers around the world. The experience may vary for players in areas with higher risk of COVID-19. So uh, this is a sensitive topic now. I know there's a lot of jokes about it on the internet and stuff like that. And I know there's a lot of people blowing it out of what would seem like proportion from certain people's perspectives. All we're going to say about this here is be safe, wash your hands, don't touch your face, the usual stuff. But be aware, especially if you choose to go out and play Pokemon Go still, please be aware of the risks. Please take care of yourself. And also, like, make sure that uh, you're not making other people uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, because if you're standing near them, if people are very like if some people are more sensitive to proximity during times like this, when people Mm -hmm. just don't want to be touched or spoken to or whatever. So just be aware of that. If you're going to go out, stay safe, stay clean, stay clean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anything else on this, Kyle? Uh, I mean, I'm bummed that it's been rescheduled but that's just what it is yeah i mean i'm i'm totally bummed too it would be kind of ridiculous not to be but it's the right it's the right decision to make given the circumstances right yeah i agree uh and if i'm being super honest with you i really have a feeling that unless things clear up very very quickly uh liverpool and philadelphia are probably next Uh, So those of you that are going to those events, please stay tuned and stay vigilant on checking on the news and stuff like that. We were lucky enough that they called this cancellation early enough a few weeks out that we were able to cancel our reservations and, you know, not get into it with a rental car and stuff like that. Like we saved money that we didn't need to spend. So we want the same for you. So as soon as the the news information goes out, just sit on those Twitter feeds, do what you got to do to figure out what's going on when it's going on. So enough of the sad stuff. We're going to move into this APK teardown. 0.169, but it also doesn't even have to be an APK teardown because Niantic support actually put up some notes as well. So we're going to kind of pull from both because not everything is talked about in the official Niantic post because <laughs> there's some stuff in the code. Uh, just a quick reminder before we do hop into this, this uh, APK teardown. Reminder, 
that all the following information was gathered by data miners who are breaking terms of service when they do so. Uh, the following is not guaranteed or sanctioned by Niantic in any way, and uh, these things are subject to change or exclusion from the final game. That being said, several of these things are already live in the game. Some of them are not. First things first, Elite TMs. Code for Elite TMs are in the code. We're not going to talk about Elite TMs right this second. Kyle's going to do a great job about that in a short minute here. Um, but Elite TMs are added to the code. We knew they were coming. It's a, It's been confirmed by Niantic, all that stuff. So that's cool. What are those? We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> new searches, new search strings. Remember we, we talked about age last uh, week and we were like, what could this mean? What are they talking about? <laughs> well, if you search for age, search for Pokemon caught a specific number of days in the past. That's what that's for. So age two with no space shows you Pokemon from two days ago. Age three shows you Pokemon two days uh, from three days ago. Age minus two shows you everything you've caught the last two days. Age two minus three shows you everything caught between two and three days ago. And age space two minus shows you Pokemon that are over two days old. Is that confusing? Maybe. <laughs> but Ooh. a lot of shorthand for these filters are a little bit, yeah. little bit uh, convoluted. Um, so essentially what you're going to be using this for is to just see like, you know, how many of blank did I catch in within this event window? This mm -hmm. would be a good way of figuring that out. How many Murkrow did I catch during Halloween? You could do that. The next one is a year. Search for Pokemon by year. Year uh, 2016, no space, would show you all Pokemon from 2016. Substitute your favorite year <laughs> and voila. What if my favorite year is 2008? Then you're not going to get anything because uh, you didn't catch any Pokemon in 2008. I mean, I did catch Pokemon in 2008. You did, just not in Pokemon Go. 2008? Dang. More like 2000 and late. <laughs> Evolve new, evolve no space, and new will show all Pokemon that you can evolve into a Pokemon you haven't encountered yet. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, here's the question, though, Kyle. What if it's a form or a gender I haven't evolved yet and it's a silhouette? You think those are still going to show up? Probably, right? I think if it's a gender that, like, it's completely different, like male or female of the Pokemon, it will probably show up. Okay, probably. But only if there's a difference, obviously. Yeah, like a Raichu or something like that. Yeah. Well, I guess P well, Pikachu because of that. Yeah. Yep. Like, yes. what the? Like, like Alakazam. Starly. No, not Starly. Like Alakazam. Alakazam. Yeah, female Alakazams have shorter mustaches. What? Oh, my Yeah, God. how did you not? Go look it up right now. Go <laughs> look it up. It's going to make male Alakazam's mustaches look that much longer. Hang and on. it's amazing. I had no idea that I was partial to male Alakazams because they have bigger mustaches. I didn't realize. I was like, Oh, my huh. God. It's like yeah. a huge difference. It's, it's, some, it's the biggest difference you never noticed. <laughs> right it's it's I, pretty I'd outrageous never it's noticed. pretty outrageous yeah <laughs> anyway uh, there's also going to be some news filters news filters what yeah it got me i don't know uh the filters are going to be news underscore today news underscore yesterday and the news underscore days underscore ago so news today, news yesterday, and the news some amount of days ago. So are we going to get news updates that are going to be more frequent than we've been getting? So much so that we require a filter? Perhaps. Who knows? Uh, you have any idea on this one? No. Yeah, me neither, all. man. 
I would love to see a more robust news system that maybe you could set like reminders. If they had an in-game calendar, that would be really cool. I would love that. I would love that. That'd be great. Please, Niantic. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, there's also some new forms. Some of this we've seen before in previous APK data mines, but here we are. New forms include Dragonite Costume 2020. I don't know about that one. Pikachu Costume 2020. Well, that could be literally anything. Uh, Onyx Costume 2020. Crystal Onyx, right? Uh, no. Onyx with the party hat. Yes. What if the party hat is crystal and the Onyx is normal? What if... <laughs> It is a mystery bonus party hat on it. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Only around for one hour, never to return again. (laughs) The shiny isn't even available, (laughs) but they don't say that. (laughs) Oh, no. I love this. I love this event we're creating. What chaos. (laughs) Okay, so if they put out an onyx and its party hat was crystal, right? It would be like if they put out... The sunglass squirrel, but the squirrels were just holding the sunglasses yeah. in their hand. <laughs> We'd be very into this. I like. Yes. Anyway, there's <laughs> there's four more forms. It's all of four of the seasons: spring, summer, fall, and winter. Uh, twenty twenty, no evolve. So different forms mm. wherein you can't evolve them. This is pretty standard. You see with all of these different costume Pokemon, which are getting like so much more attention lately. And I don't mean just frequency of them being in events and stuff like that. But uh, there's another little note here in a little minute. Uh, we'll get to that's exciting. Okay, new move, new move. What's your guess? What do you think it is? There's only a couple of moves left that we know that are coming that aren't in the game yet. Is it Crab Hammer? Oh, no, that's it. That's is it Origin Pulse? <laughs> no, it's not Origin oh, Pulse. Man. It's not Origin Pulse. It's not Kinesis. I'll, here, it's not It's not even Sacred Sword. What does that leave? <laughs> is, it, is, is it Aeroblast? It's Aeroblast. Who doesn't love Aeroblast? Everybody that doesn't know what Aeroblast is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it's Lugia's signature move. We already know it's going to be exclusive for its raid weekend coming up here. It should be real strong. There's no stats yet, not even in the data mine, but it should be real strong. If they do it justice, in my opinion, Hopefully. as a Gen 2 fanboy. A Gen 2-er? Yeah, a Gen 2-er. Two-er, two, is it T-W-O-E-R or like a t-o-u-r and you just say it weird <laughs> you know i don't know <laughs> okay it's a gen, i like i, I like gen tour gen, gen one or is spelled w-u-n-n-e-r so, is it yeah oh i i've never i've never seen it spelled out before i've just had very <laughs> aggressive verbal arguments with people where i had to pull it out you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway i'm looking forward to aeroblast i hope you are too uh, this next thing, I love it. It's cute. It's adorable. There's new text when TMing. The example is if you were going to teach Dragon Knight Dragon Tail and you used to TM to do it, it would go one, two, and ta-da! Dragon Knight learned Dragon Tail. Just like they do in the main series games. Who doesn't love this? <laughs> <sighs> I just like it. It brings it all brings it all closer to the nostalgia, you yeah. know? Positive energy for sure. Uh, and here we go. Egg hatch animation update. New unique costume hatch animation. This has been sideloaded into some people with Android uh, devices, and they've been able to do this already. Kyle, have you seen the animation for it? I have seen the animation. I saw someone post a GIF or a video of it online just today. 
Was it the the squirtle with the party hat? Yes, it was. Yes. Did you like it? It's a very nice animation. It also is longer than the other animation. So no, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's fair enough, man. Uh that's a that's a very fair argument. Also, if you're if you're okay, imagine you're in the midst of an event wherein there's party hats or whatever going on. And it's your like 50th egg. You're trying to hatch one thing and another baloney starter pops out and it gets the animation. The animation is going to be the most infuriating thing. Yeah. <laughs> if, but if they put, nice. if they put costume Pokemon into an egg pool with non-costume Pokemon, it's going to be like playing a gotcha game, but where you, you get the, the lightning or the special effects only for it to be like a fake tier above what you were expecting. <laughs> a tier one ditto. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, I, I'm just, I mean like we're blowing smoke a little bit here, but it is a yeah. really nice change. The animation looks really nice. You guys will be pleased when you see it. Hopefully, hopefully additional battles code to grant slash set additional battles likely for events or in one of the bug reports that they said in the official post fixed a bug wherein uh, trainers are now blocked from starting a new go battle league set. If they have reached the maximum number of battle sets for that day. Uh, And then also there is a related bug fixed an issue in which clicking claim rewards for a completed battle set on the following day would result in one fewer allowed battle sets. So maybe it's helping clarify some of that stuff for the bug fixes, but I uh, can't really tell for sure. We'll see. Uh, Project Vacation. This is my second favorite thing on this list. Uh, actually, it's my third favorite thing on this list. Aeroblast <laughs> is my second favorite thing on this list. We haven't gotten to my first yet. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell what it is, Kyle, looking at the notes, but I'm very excited. Anyway, Project Vacation. It, this is in the code. It says Project Vacation Proto, probably prototype. Get Enable 2020 and Set Enable 2020. Who knows what this is for? Again, this could all be internal testing stuff. Maybe it's the name of an event. Project Vacation? I don't know. Hmm. Thoughts, feelings? No. I'm Neither. Just, this doesn't have me excited at anything. I'm just like, I don't know what this is. There's nothing to go on. There's like yeah, literally nothing, nothing to go on. It's literally nothing. Yeah. The most exciting part about it is that it's this project. It, project. The, word, the word after that could be literally anything because it could be code for whatever the project is, right? Yes. Um, project Vacation. Who knows? Who it's knows? gonna be for when they bring back the Sun Hat Pikachu. Oh my gosh! Maybe, maybe they'll play that one song that was at the beginning of Pikachu's Vacation short, um, <laughs> but in the game, and that's what this is. Oh man! I would never turn my music off for the duration of that event. Well, I would. I would assume it'd be a permanent change because it's just a flat improvement. Okay, I can't hold. I can't hold it back any longer. My favorite thing. On this APK data mine is this section that's called Professor Computer. (laughs) (laughs) The two lines of code are Professor underscore computer and Professor NPC underscore professor. What even is this? I, I know maybe the professor like Professor Willow is going to get maybe some sort of computer assistant or there's going to be a computer thing that you can interact with where you interact with him through it. Who knows? But I, I also am just holding out hope that there will be a character called Professor Computer 
That's unlikely. It's unlikely, but a man can dream. Yeah, you can. Men can dream. Dreams don't come true, though. Sometimes they do. I mean, not in the real world. But this is Pokemon, man. You... Professor Computer, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Abra Community Day looks like tickets for the extra paid aspect of Abra Community Day will be available for purchase on March 14th at 8 a.m. and will run from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. That's just what the code looks like. So hopefully that gives you a bigger window, in which case maybe uh, Kyle can do some fun stuff. Although I think that runs almost perfectly the entire length of your shift. More or less. I still plan on buying the ticket. Because oh, I good. don't start till one, so you have a couple of hours to knock third. it out. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hope that's why I was hopeful when we talked about it last week that it's going to be something relatively straightforward. Yeah, probably. Um, there were many other small changes in this, by the way. Uh, this this being the APK breakdown, we'll have a link to it in the show notes. But I did want to jump over to the Niantic support official post and uh, read a couple of these updates and bug fixes as well because they're very important and they obviously weren't in the data mine. So as far as updates are concerned, charged TMs can now be used on Shadow Pokemon during certain specified events. And this, okay, the only reason, we, it's not like we didn't know that, right? That Shadow Team Rocket Takeover just happened this past weekend, which, by the way, just to touch base, Kyle, did you do it? No. I Me not. neither. I wasn't per- particularly inspired. I wanted to, but then I ended up picking up a shift for somebody else that couldn't work. So just didn't. Gotcha. But the important thing about this sentence um, is that it, during specified events, so they'll probably do events, plural, they'll probably do it again in the future. I can't imagine they wouldn't. So if you missed out like we did, even if you didn't choose to like we did, <laughs> the, well, it'll come around. Uh, Shadow Pokemon now deal and take more damage in battle. Uh, we knew that already, too. So here, here's a new one. The option to use Pokecoins to battle now. So the ability to purchase your matches, your remaining set of matches to play. Uh, is no longer available when the feature is turned off for server maintenance or if the user has already completed the maximum number of daily sets. So, for example, if it's not for maintenance, you can't use your poker coins and then be told, sorry, can't play right now. <laughs> Which has happened. Yes. It yes. has happened to people. Yes. And then when you finish your 25 matches, you can't pay coins to queue up another one. Then it's like, sorry, can't play right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's a good change. It is a quality of life update. It's polish. That's what we need. Um, as far as bug fixes are concerned, there's a few of them in here that are pretty important. Fix an issue in which short duration fast attacks like water gun or lick would cause lag during trainer battles. I felt this minorly. I didn't realize it was actually a thing. I thought I was just getting inside my own head. But here we go. Fixed an issue that caused Pokemon caught in reward encounters through Go Battle League to have incorrect CP values and missing HP. Did anybody else notice this? Did you miss uh, notice that, Kyle? No. That they were like hurt when you got them? Oh, yeah. From Oh, the, as the reward? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't realize they had incorrect CP values, though. That was something I didn't notice at all. No, huh. I, I mean, how, how would you notice? You don't know what they're supposed to be at. Right. Right. You, That's true. Unless you look up what level they're supposed to be and like who's got time for that. Yeah. Uh, lots of people, just not us. You're right. Uh, <laughs> powering up a Pokemon that is in a battle party now properly updates its CP in the battle party tab. That's good because it was breaking stuff before. Fixed an issue in which trainers could not swipe to pop bubbles. The the rewards that pop up when you spin Pokestops and stuff like that. Uh, fixed the animation sequence when purifying a Pokemon. I was really losing sleep over that one. 
Um, notification bubbles like above the buddy portrait now show the correct icons for the buddy activity taken. So no more of that unknown silhouette where you Pikachu speaking, you know, ancient Latin at you or whatever. Uh, and the eggs button in the trainer profile now correctly directs the trainer to the eggs tab of the Pokemon page instead of the Pokemon storage tab. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bunch of like small things but those are the big ones that i thought were important so again we'll have a link to that in our show notes you can look forward to that uh i don't know anything about it kyle says he does let's go into gear up so this week on gear up we're going to talk about the elite tm and what we know about it so far what it does allow you to do is teach a pokemon a specific move of your choice including moves previously only available from a raid day or community day Ooh, so like Blast Burn. It's not very, yeah, the wording is very important, and we're going to get to that in one moment. But specific move, this, I'm not going to talk about this, so it's just a, a footnote. If you got a Hypno that can know seven charge moves, this is going to let you pick the one elemental punch that you want. I'm not going to recommend that you do that because the rest of this list is going to tell you why. <laughs> yeah. But if you really want to, you can how do you get an elite TM? As far as we know, there's only one way, and it's going to be get to rank seven during the first season of Go Battle League, which is going to last two months. Wow. And then you're going to get one elite charged TM, specifically charged. It cannot be used on fast moves like to get SmackDown on a Tyranitar, for example. No, that's a bummer to me. They will exist, though. The... The announcement for Go Battle League did mention elite fast TMs. Okay. But the reward was specifically one elite charge TM. Now the wording. The wording is very specific. So going by what we understand, it's going to exclude previous legacy moves. So something like Alakazam cannot learn Psychic if you use an elite TM on it. Which is unfortunate, but it's not the end of the world. But it also means you can't get Psychic on a Gengar, for example. No, but I have that and it's not that great. <laughs> and when there is a fast one in the game, you won't be able to get something like Wing Attack on your Charizard for when you want that coverage in PvP or Lick on your Gengar for that same example that just happened. That's actually a good one, though. Yeah. But what should you use the Elite TM on? Just going to give you some options, some obvious, some maybe not as obvious. Here, here's the obvious one. It's the, it's the big kahuna. It's the white elephant. The big kahuna. <laughs> the big kahuna. If you weren't <laughs> thinking of this one, well, it's going to seem obvious in about two seconds. Mewtwo with Shadow Ball and Strike. Kind of duh. But it's very important that we don't know if Shadow Ball is going to be able to be TMable given that it was previously an EX raid exclusive, except for that one day that wasn't like a raid day, so to speak. Yeah, it was a weird like encore raid yeah, so, event. But if you have a Shadow Ball Mewtwo, you almost assuredly will be able to TM Psy Strike on it. So now the top generalist for 100 candy and 100,000 Stardust can keep being the top generalist and the top psychic type at the same time seems a worthwhile investment. That is. It's also a little bit gross. 
It's, it's a little bit gross, but now you don't have to worry about, oh no, do I need to bring Shadow Ball Mewtwo or do I need to bring Shy Strike Mewtwo? Should I power up which one? Who knows? I don't have the Stardust. It's too expensive. The rare candy. Oh my gosh. It removes some of that fear of missing out anxiety some people might have. Some more options. The community Pokemon. All of these Pokemon have had community days in the past, but are still extremely relevant both for PvE rating and for Go Battle League currently. Charizard with Blastburn is, you know, solid fire type. And he's really good in Great and Ultra League. Venusaur with Frenzy Plant. Talked about him here on the show before. He's one of the top grass TPS. He is a monster in Great and Ultra League. You want Vine Whip. Swampert with Hydro Cannon is a monster in Ultra and Master League. He's just, he's everywhere. He's so cheap, so strong. Metagross with Meteor Mash. Good for Master League, can be a counter against Togekiss in some situations. And of course, he's really strong steel DPS slash neutral DPS. Well, except for that flamethrower, am I right? Excuse me, have you, how many times has a Togekiss gotten off flamethrower in a Go Battle League game? Against me? Yes. Or a general? Like, against you. I think it's got a higher success rate against me in particular than I think in general. <laughs> Uh, in my experience like, using it, a togekiss i maybe have gotten off two flamethrowers in like 35 battles uh well maybe <laughs> maybe here okay consider this kyle maybe i'm awful maybe look okay. flamethrower just takes a million years to charge if you're using charge. that's true and i'm just never used to it and then it just happens and like well <laughs> oops <laughs> next up is salamance draco meteor Puts him just slightly behind Rayquaza in terms of Dragon DPS. And last, and most recently, Rhyperior with Rock Wrecker for Rock DPS. And then some use in Master League if you've already got it powered up. Going to just footnote, don't do Rhyperior, please. If you're in a situation <laughs> to get the Elite TM, I really hope you did the Rhyperior Community Day. Because yeah. also just like, he, he works with Stone Edge. It's not that bad. He does. But also, I think more so, ask a friend. Yeah, ask a friend they, they, for one. They probably have one. Yeah, that one's super recent. People haven't traded them away yet. They're probably sitting on 12. <laughs> no joke. Next up, we have the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> I, I, this was a terrible joke, but I had to put it in there because I thought it was clever at the time. These are Pokemon that have had raid days, and there's only two of them. Mole Trace, Sky Attack. <laughs> Because it makes them the best flying slash neutral DPS that it can possibly be. Flying is not the greatest typing, but Sky Attack Moltres is still really good. And not many people have them anymore. The second one hasn't even happened yet. Ooh. It's Lugia with Aeroblast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't know the numbers. There's good odds that Aeroblast will make Lugia stronger for Master League than it already is. Lugia's attack stat's not so hot, but it has really high defense. And the reason this is on the list, you're like, wait, but the raid day is coming up. You could just do the raid. Yeah, but some people might be sitting on that 100% Lugia that they want to use or like, you know, a 98. And you could do raids for that entire weekend and not get anything better than an 85, like I'm sure plenty of people have done. So this, again, it, it's an option to cut out that fear of missing out. This 
could be changed completely if Aeroblast comes out and it's terrible for PvP, oh, then don't do no. this. Please but no. Lastly, we have the Pipe Dreams. This is going to be real quick. Kyogre with Origin Pulse and Groudon with Precipice Blade. We've been talking about it forever. You don't have to worry about using your rare candy and Stardust to power them up if you haven't already. Because now if that move ever does come out, which I really hope it does one day, it's in the code for God's sakes. One of them at least. You can change your already powered up one to the new and improved move. Again, Ooh. cutting that fear of missing out. But you may have you may have guessed the recommendations at this point, but I'm going to give you them anyways because I wrote them down. And how many recommendations do you have? I have four recommendations out of how many Pokemon was there? There's like eight, nine Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Number one, it's Mewtwo. That's Shadow Ball, obvious. Side Strike. It's pretty obvious. Yeah. yeah. Number two is Mewtwo with Shadow Ball and Psy Strike. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Number three, I was I was struggling on this one, but it, it maybe should be Mewtwo <laughs> with Shadow Ball and Psy Strike. And then number four is Kyogre and Groudon when they eventually get their <laughs> It's not even out! <laughs> it's not even out! It's It shows you where my stance is. You're recommending these. the future, Kyle. <laughs> I am recommending the future. Look, you're only going to get one of these in a two-month period. You never know when yeah. Kyogre and Groudon are going to be back for their, like, fifth visit. That's true. That's very true. You know what's going to happen with this Elite TM? What? People are going to get it, and they're just going to sit be, on it. Gonna Everybody's just going to use every, it. I'm going to be too terrified oh, I'm not going to use mine. No! <laughs> No, I'm, it's going to be like 10 years from now and we're going to pop open our phones and we're going to be like, hey, remember we used to have those elite TMs <laughs> and like we won't have yeah. any idea what I don't know why we're, you know, 94 while we're in 10 years, but in our, in our like uh, mid 30s. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> but all jokes aside, Mewtwo is definitely the clear cut choice if you want to use your elite TM for the most value. If you can't wait for our community day revisit at the end of the year because you want to participate in the Go Battle League currently, Venusaur and Swampert are very good investments if you can't find somebody who has one to trade you because they're just so ubiquitous in the leagues that they can be used in. But I'm personally probably going to sit on the Elite TM and not use it. Yeah, I'm still like, in that camp, un- man. I, I, I don't know. I think, well, you and I have had uh, plenty of opportunities to get quite a few of these. Yeah. So I'm not too, there's nothing on this list that I don't have. This is true. I, Besides well, the things that haven't come out yet. Um, but yeah. yeah. I only have one Swampert with Hydro Cannon, but I don't got the candy for another one because missing the community day. But that's not that big a deal. That being said, though, you know, I'm going to make a personal uh, recommendation because if somebody that has all of these options, I I can tell you right now that, yes, aside from Shadow Ball Mewtwo being used for literally just about everything and the community Pokemon being really, really good. I'm going to have to give a shout out to you probably guessed it, but Sky Attack Moltres I've been using a lot. Don't don't sleep on good neutral DPS. Don't it's it's a good it's a good investment. That being said, only use it for, with your Elite TM if you absolutely have to. Ask me first. I've got a lot of Sky Attack Moltres. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like 12 or whatever. It's, it's so hard to recommend just because like there are some good solid choices, but they're also like you could use something else. Mm-hmm. 
considering how rare this is, obviously, if the first season ends and then they become more common or more like available or seasons start to happen more frequently, there'll be less fear of spending these TMs. Right. Yeah. Well, thanks, Kyle. <laughs> it's the it's the cure for FOMO. But if we use it, it's we still FOMO. FOMO. Yeah, FOMO of using it. Uh, inescapable. <laughs> but thank you. I, I mean, that kind of clears it up a little bit. I kind of have an idea of what I would use mine for, maybe. Although I'm still... But you're never going to use it. Not going to. All right. But let's move on to the Poco lore. This week, we're going to talk about Skaroopy, the Scorpion Pokemon, and Drapion, the Ogre Scorpion Pokemon. Because, well, this past weekend for the Team Rocket event, we got a shiny Skaroopy released into the game. It's red. It's lovely. He wants to be your best buddy. And it. you better say yes. He's a cutie pie. Skaroopy. Skaroopy resembles an oversized pale purple scorpion. Its claws and tail have been swapped, giving it two stingers and a claw tail. The miniature jaws, claws, and tail claws are white. Its arms are attached directly to its head, close to its teal eyes. A pointed marking joins its eyes. The head, arms, two tail segments, and all four legs are light blue, while the body, tail end, and other two tail segments are a darker shade of blue. It buries itself in sand and lies in wait for unsuspecting prey, gripping it with its tail claws and injecting poison. It will then hold on until the poison takes effect. Skaroopy is found in deserts and dry areas like Reversal Mountain. Shout out to you, Geo. Though it can be found in marshy areas such as the Great Marsh. Not the less than Great Marsh. It avoids that one. Only greatness for our friend Skaroopy. I want to I want to take offense before we read Drapion's entry. Okay. In no universe of any kind is Skorupi blue. Full stop. What do you think he is? Purple? He's purple. Really? You think so? I had to open up my game just to make sure I wasn't imagining things. What does Bulbapedia say? <laughs> I will look it up. But Skorupi is purple with like blue eyes. Okay. I, I will get behind that. I also thought it was purple. Uh, but I am willing to buy the dark blue argument, depending. This is nonsense. But see, like uh, the first sentence, the first sentence that you read of this entry contradicts this. Skaroopy resembles an oversized pale purple scorpion. But then it says its legs and arms and tail are light blue. Yeah. <laughs> God dang it, Volvopedia. <laughs> While the rest of the body is a darker shade of blue. What does it say its main ca- uh, color is? It has a main color uh, category. That's what Sylph.gg goes off of. It says purple. Its main uh, color is purple. It looks like we're going to... Purple Pokemon. It's time for those angry emails, folks. It's, t- it's time. Magnemite deserved to be in that cup, and Skaroopy <laughs> is purple. We should just make a list of things that have made us irrationally upset over the years. Yes. We're up to two things now, and they both have to do with Pokemon colors. I'm seeing a theme. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on to Drapion, the evolved form of Skaroopy. Drapion is a large purple scorpion-like Pokemon. It's a scorpion. Its eyes are a pointed shape with blue-colored upper portions. Drapion has two small pointed protrusion between its eyes and one on the back of its head. 
Drapion also has protrusions on its jaws, two on the upper and three on the lower, with large, fang-like, white-colored features extending from its mouth. Its body is composed of many violet to lavender body segments. Those are just fancy words for shades of purple, (laughs) which ends with a tail with two stingers. Drapion has four segmented legs with pointed toes. Its most distinguished feature is its huge claws. It can turn its head 180 degrees. Drapion is a very aggressive Pokemon, attacking anything that enters its territory. It has a sturdy build and takes pride in its strength, being able to take down foes even without the use of its deadly toxin. It has enough power to easily scrap a car. Drapion has very hard armor-like skin. That sounds terrifying. Sounds absolutely terrifying. I'm so into it. I like Drape. That, there's a lot more uh, personality with these two than I was initially kind of oh, expecting. I, yeah, I love these Pokemon. Yeah. Also, I think Scorpion-like is a fair description for Drapion. You think so? Yes. Considering claws and arms are literally coming out of the side of its head. And it's got like a long neck. So it's it's not exactly a scorpion. It's okay. scorpion-like. All right, fine. You win this one, Kyle. You win this one. But the next time I see fish-like, I'm going to lose my head. That's fair. All right? Okay, we can agree on that one. All right, fine. I'll I'll back off because Skaroopy was described as an oversized pale purple scorpion. <laughs> so that's fine. I'll sleep well tonight. Stats for Drapion. That's what people want to know. That's what everybody's listening to this episode to find out. What about Drapion stats, Chris? Well, I'm about to tell you. Max CP, 2453. Okay, we can all be disinterested now. A solid defense of 202 keeps Drapion in the game with a middling attack and stamina of 180 and 172, respectively. I'd say middling, but it's not like it's awful. It's just not great. Yeah. The defense is, is quite good. I think it's ranked 73 or something like that. And then out of the 500 and some odd ranks, they're in like the 250s, almost 300 for the other two stats. So really quite in the middle of the pack there. But Drapion is still a chunky boy. Definitely worth using in some circumstances, especially Go Battle League. Best moveset if you're looking for Dark for Stab, Bite and Crunch, Poison, Poison Sting, and Sludge Bomb. Oh, Don't forget yeah. Poison is also Stab. That's also Stab. That's fair enough. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like looking at the typing on this guy. I'm like, oh, he's just, he's just, I thought he was bug, but he's not. He's dark poison. So if I wanted to do my bug thing, I wouldn't have the opportunity to power up Scroopy. And I'm a little bit upset about that, but here we are. Drapion is pretty great, though, like yeah. as a Pokemon. And also pretty solid in Great League. Not the best, but fits into some Sylph Cup tournaments so yeah definitely i used it for the rose cup i used drapion uh it didn't do too well but it was nice to have a reason to use it mm-hmm. yeah so haha <laughs> all right drapion and skaroopy hopefully you guys get a chance to run into the shiny skaroopy he's great he's red he's lovely uh and we all deserve him in our lives but let's move on to the pokepole last week's question was in the past year what's a change made to pokemon go that you like and one that you don't. Skylar said, Rocket Stops. We need more PvE content. Agreed, 100%. Jolt Switch said, By far trading and battling. GBL was a huge ad after the original battle parts. Mass transfers, another feature that was a huge quality of life update. Couldn't agree more. Glaxon said, The best thing to happen in the past year has to be the three-bar appraisal tool. Oh my god, how did we forget about that? Oh uh, man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other huge updates would be irrelevant without that. 
Go Battle League comes to mind. There would be zero interest without new appraisal. The most disappointing is the heavy monetization of eggs. I don't think you're going to find many disagreement for most people on that. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot the three bar appraisal came out in this last year. I didn't forget, but it, I mean, like, yes, it's it's huge for a lot of people. Um, but we a lot of us were using other solutions. Yeah, but it's so much more convenient, especially for somebody like you on Apple who has to take screenshots. Yes, that's very true. It's 100% true. Uh, DeFi said, can we stop all of the events at the same time? It triggers my anxiety. I don't like it. I can, I can, I can feel that. I can feel Yeah, that. I think we all are. March is crazy. Benny said, I second that thought. Slow down on the events. Just a little bit. Not the original Reggie Trio slow, but slower than February and March of this year. I like the extra paid events. As long as they don't replace what we have gotten for free, I like having a supplemental way to do extra stuff. I agree. Yeah, uh, the additional paid experiences to make things a little bit better, but not for too much money. I'm I'm thrilled about. I think that's great. Going to have to hold out to see how the community day one feels for like that yeah. actual judgment. I think. But even if it's minimal, it's 99 cents. I'm so yeah. on board. Yeah. yeah. But well, yeah, but- I'm so excited to talk about it next week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fire drill and said update liked. I like. I feel like. It would be dishonest of me to not say PvP for this answer. It reignited my passion for this game when it was dwindling due to not having a community and drove me to attend a weekly meetup because they hosted the monthly cups. Because of this, I am now a fairly active member of that community, even though I live on the complete opposite side of Minneapolis. Update disliked. I have to agree with Chris about making raids more difficult. I like this answer already. My first lofty goal when I picked the game back up after two years away was to be able to solo raids whenever I was able to play. I knew five star would be out of the question, so I set my sights on four star raids as the ultimate goal. Things were going fairly well. I was finally able to consistently beat three star raids at level 28 or so when the boss HP was increased. However, it felt like I was starting over from square one, only able to do one star and two star on my own and maybe just maybe squeaking a three star if they had a double weakness to a Pokemon I had powered up. Maybe this is why I've shifted focus almost entirely into PvP at the point uh, where raiding only happens on Wednesdays from six to seven or during the three hour events. Um, I'm kind of feeling the same way. As soon as 500 Raids of Summer finished up, the amount of raiding that I was doing personally obviously fell drastically because I was kind of going pretty hard at it. Um, <laughs> you know, harder harder for me than I was normally used to do. And I know a lot of people do a lot of raids. Right? I'm not saying that, but uh, it was a lot for me to do more than just like one or two a day just casually. It was a lot. <laughs> so I, I agree completely. Um, and if I didn't have 500 raids of summer to do, I don't think I would have done the nearly as many raids. I would not think I would have been as motivated. I like soloing three stars. So that's kind of just me. I don't like how difficult four stars are, but it didn't really affect me anyways. Yeah, fair enough. What if they made three stars and four stars closer in difficulty instead of the mass jump that they are? I mean, I think four stars should be soloable by a level 40 player with appropriate counters. Yeah, but it's just it's strange that they don't want that to be the case. Whoever's decision that actually is, you know, we'll never know. But yeah, it only seems like it would be more money, not less if it was able to be done. You'd think, but I'm sure I would love to see what the frequency rate of these spawns for, uh, you know, different stars of raids are, because I'm sure that four is way down. Oh, it's so far down. Yeah. So and they probably do that on purpose. Mm hmm. Oh. Hi Casper wrote in said for like the buddy system 
I love seeing my Pokemon on the map and I love getting them the best buddy ribbon. It hits me in all the feel. It hits me in all the right feels. Dislike, agreeing with the others, the raid boss HP increase. Yes. I made it a goal to be able to solo any three stars and it felt so bad when the teams I used to be able to solo no longer worked. That's fair. It is worth mentioning though, when they did tweak the raid boss HP, it happened right after they increased the super effectiveness of typing they so did but they meant they also mentioned that their main concern was making it so that people couldn't solo or even really duo five star raid bosses because they were going through some weaker ones at the time yeah but it was also because people were it's also because all the players got this free buff this like Mm -hmm. and it wasn't insignificant it was from 1.2 to 1.4 times damage so they were soloing things that was not intentionally meant to be soloed. Yeah, that's true. But uh, leave the four stars alone. Yeah, the four stars, that hurt. <laughs> yeah. Catherine said, though I love Go Battle League, I have an unpopular thing that I love. I love constant events. Once I let go of the idea that I had to get every featured shiny during the events and just played as normal, unless it was something I really, really wanted, I find the variety interesting. I find hunting in the quote normal spawns dull as dirt there are only so many sunkern i need to catch things i don't like the shadow pokemon boost i think that niantic has made a poor decision with this on multiple levels it diminishes the incentive to raid now that shadow pokemon will always be the top of the dps charts when you make raiding lists desirable you make it harder to do and that's not even mentioning the bottom line for niantic I feel like it is disrespectful to upend an entire meta in what feels like a silly and willy-nilly manner. Literally no one asked for encouraging the wasting of a ton of dust powering up new things. And if that wasn't enough for me to hate this, you can't put on a narrative for literally months, including in the announcement of this boost about how Shadow Pokemon are in pain and it's cruel, and then tell your players, hey... You should use these abused creatures for your own gain, too. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> I feel like Niantic has spent more than a year thinking about balancing for PvP. That's possible. They didn't even realize they were going to flippity flip the raid meta with this move. That is a really, really hot take. Um, I, th- Yeah. So uh, initial thoughts are I don't necessarily think. OK, so I agree. I think I think the parts that I agree with first, I think that Shadow Pokemon are a big impact in a way that people don't quite understand yet but also there's only so many shadow pokemon that we can get right now it's not very many it's like how many 20 maybe total i think there's a lot more than you you think but a lot of them aren't really relevant okay okay yeah i'm sure there has been a even if there's like 50 unless it's the right pokemon it doesn't matter pretty much but I, I don't think that they spent all of their time balancing for PvP and they didn't think about what would happen with the raid meta. I'm sure they had an eyeball on both. Uh, maybe we just haven't seen everything come to fruition yet. One thing I think that's worth mentioning about the Shadow Pokemon, though, while this does sort of cause things to flip on its head, it's also something a lot of mobile games, a lot of games in general do, is add an end game goal for top tier players to get someone who's just starting out raiding they're not going to go get that shadow pokemon and then max out that shadow pokemon to be their main raiding team it's too expensive looked it up before the show just to see and the number i found was 1.2 times the cost of a normal pokemon to power up a shadow i'm not 100 percent sure that that's right if somebody has a different number i would love to see the numbers 
of what it costs to max out a shadow versus a regular. I think that's the case because it used to be a lot higher. I think I yeah, saw three it, times around somewhere. Yeah, it used and to be it used to be like it. it used to be like two million stardust, which was ridiculous. But yeah. so if that one point two is true, that's still almost five hundred thousand stardust to max out one Pokemon, and that's that's okay if the top 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 tier for PVE costs extra. It's a goal that somebody can reach because it's not necessary for right. the most part. Sure. But that's also the other thing about Catherine's email that, okay, so so first of all, agreed. I like that they lowered it in the most recent patch when they were doing these attack and defense buffs and, and uh, debuffs. But I think that the argument when you make rating less desirable, you make it harder to do, is it's true to a degree. But I, I really think that most people choose what they want to do with this game. I don't think every player does everything. So I think the PvP people are still going to do PvP stuff. And the Raiders are still going to rate just because they like doing that. Mm-hmm. So, well, I think that's true to a degree. I don't think it's going to like ruin the raid scene necessarily. It might make it a little bit different, but unless there's some real draw it, and if something is mega broken, if there's this one shadow Pokemon that everybody has to have in order to be the best at one thing and everybody has it, I bet you that Niantic will do something to adjust it so that that's not the case. And I think you bring up another good point there is it's not going to affect the rating because what are these shadow Pokemon best at doing? Rating. They're not good at PvP. There's some noteworthy exceptions, but not many because the defense decrease is real bad for PvP. Yeah. So they're getting these shadow Pokemon to be better at rating so that they won't go raid? No, no, they're going to keep raiding. That's true. And then also, if so if you have less people, but all of you are doing 20% more damage because you guys all have Shadow Pokemon, well, mm. well there you go. Yep. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it's obviously not that clean math-wise, but uh, there you go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the answer, Catherine. It's really well thought out. And I think a lot of people are kind of afraid to be like, hey, wait a minute. I think this is going to, you know, negatively affect maybe other parts of the game. Let's talk about it. So thank you for bringing that up. Fish on a heater said... I love everything Niantic has done so far to build a challenging ecosystem in trainer battles, re-releasing legacy moves, constantly adjusting Pokemon's move pools and the stats of the moves themselves, assigning charge move priority to the Pokemon with the highest attack, tweaking mechanics to remove under tapping, and finally giving us more Stardust TMs and the upcoming Elite TM. And do we remember the days before the charge move swipe animation was introduced? Boy, do I. I hated it. Having to rapidly tap your screen. Oh, my God. Wait, do I? Uh, oh, oh, I thought for some reason they were talking about charge TM. Still, I'm like, what are you talking no. about? Swipe animation. Oh, yeah, the mini games. Yes, absolutely. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. My only dislike is that the majority of players still haven't embraced battling as the new way to play the game. It's clear that Niantic is pushing the game in this direction. Before this recent Dark Riot weekend, what was the last truly raid-relevant Pokemon in five-star raids? I'll pause so you guys can try and work it out in, on air. Uh, oh my God. Look, hang on, though. This isn't fair. Uh, what do you mean it's not fair? That's a fair question. Because there's been like eight egg events in a row. <laughs> I That's don't even true. remember the last. <laughs> uh, but he means in ter- five-star raids. Raid-relevant Pokemon Terrakian? in five-star Maybe was maybe was relevant it was a good rock type attacker that was what five months ago 
four yeah, months I think ago? so. Other than them trotting back out Rayquaza and Mewtwo, I really can't think of much. No, the rest of it has been kind of filler. We've had to get through a slog of less than exciting middling legendaries. Oh, well, would you look at that? He gave us an answer for our for our own, our own time. <laughs> oh, whoopsies. I didn't even see that. Okay, cool. It was all the way back in October when it was Darkrai again. Oh, yeah, that's fair, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Embracing trainer battles just opens up a whole new world for you. As a battler, I was excited about that hour of boosted Onyx spawns last month. I was excited about the Reggie's, Deoxys, Armor Mewtwo, and even Cobalion. I've chased hordes of Metatite and Sableye. I'll catch and check even the most common spawns because any catch could be a gem that I can use later. Like Bidoof, who has now been relevant in two Sylph Arena Cups. Come to think of it, I'm probably just bitter that no one's coming to our local Sylph Arena Cups. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's, that's a bummer. I hope, oh, I hope man. that picks up for you guys. Yeah, me too. I kind of agree that battling is is maybe maybe it's not like the way the future of the game unless they really make it competitive esport out of it, which would be amazing. But I think definitely some people are slow on the uptake with this. It doesn't seem nearly as popular as I thought it would be. I get a blast out of PvP, but I'm also really blessed in knowing a lot of people that are very different than me that don't like it. See, the major problem with it being you know the way forward is its expense. Its barrier to entry is extraordinarily high. I have a friend who, you know, picked back up the game, you know, maybe a month ago now. He's like level 24. He's caught some cool Pokemon. He's got a couple 100%. He lives in a fairly populated area. PvP is a pipe dream for him, and it's going to be for a significant amount of time. And I think that's why it's going to remain not the primary way to play until that's changed. Probably. Probably, but at the same time, I mean, late game stuff, the thing you want to have as your end game feature is some sort of resource sync. And PvP is definitely that. Exactly. Exactly. For sure. It's just not going to be the primary way, and it's probably why a lot of players don't do it. Yeah. Even those who are level 40, because there's a lot of casual level 40s who don't want to spend all of their stardust maxing out a metacham to like 1408 or whatever it is right yeah <laughs> 1427 i think yeah like, i literally just like knew that. it was at like 1400 yeah it's real low it's, it's real low yeah well we hope that your community picks up and they start coming to your local silf arena cups sorry about that fish on the heater but thank you for writing in a response to the poke and this week's Pokepole for responding to is when you can't leave the house, in what ways do you still enjoy Pokemon Go? So now with this question, I kind of want to get a couple of other dimensions other than just, you know, I can't go outside. I play some PvP. Like, I also want to hear from the people that are like, I walk around my house because I'm stir crazy. I want to hear those stories. <laughs> do you want to hear about the sock bouncers out there? Uh, I don't know if I want to hear about that. I already know that's happening, but yeah. So Kyle, um, when you can't leave the house, in what ways do you still enjoy Pokemon Go? Well, if, if PvP is not an answer, because... Clearly, well, PvP is an answer. I'm I just mean, saying Then there's other answers. I mean, I do PvP when I can, uh-huh. but I sort my inventory when I remember to do it when I'm at the house. If I'm not doing other things, like this is a terrible answer because I haven't done it in like two weeks. <laughs> 
Oh no. I okay. still have Rhyhorn just clogging my inventory. Oh my but gosh, it, go through that. I get, know, get it done. Get it done. Look, I almost just bought more storage yesterday because I didn't want to go through them because I was at work. I didn't do it. You should have maximum storage, Kyle. What are you doing? It's no. No, I am not weak like that. <laughs> Two thousand is enough. I'm weak like that. I know please. You are. Yeah. But that's that's the primary thing that I end up doing when I'm at home. If there are no house spawns. Okay. Okay. Man, you're much better about this than I am with, with the uh, storage stuff. My Okay, so I found a new strategy for storage management. You ready? It's three times as quick as my old strategy. My old strategy was at the end of the night, go through my storage and delete some things and work on it a little bit every day, right? Instead... I forget about it until I run out of inventory. I'm in the middle of doing something. And so I speedily, as fast as possible, clear like 100 Pokemon. Don't even check them. It's way faster. You should just do that. I mean, that is what I do most oh, of the time. But oh, I just okay. I wait until I'm at 2,000. And then I'm like, all right, check if I've gotten any, uh, if I've gotten any hondos in the last, like, however many days since I've done it. No? Okay gone <laughs> i will delete it <laughs> i save the pokemon that i want to save as soon as i catch them or hatch them so sure. like every hand cranidos or whatever and then i just get rid of everything that was garbage or whatever in the meantime and then i'll go and check the ones i already saved yeah I'm terrible i usually have like i feel <laughs> i feel like the president of the united states near thanksgiving i choose like one pokemon i'm like oh, i'll actually go through these and check them and so i'll like pardon them so like this most recent purge was trubbish i saved like 12 trubbish for no reason yeah and so exactly. i'm gonna go back and be like what are these yes. for why did i do this you just like you can't bring <laughs> yourself to scrap them yeah because you're like wait hang on no hang on I might need this. What if this is a 96% and I just can't be bothered to check it right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, besides that, the thing that I actually like to do is I like to do some PvP battling for sure. Um, but also I, I've been kind of trying to spend more time with the buddy feature. Yeah, my Sviper is still... He's still there. Hey, don't worry. I'm, he's uh, still surviping. I'm, I'm rocking 630 kilometers on my spirit tomb. 630 kilometers yeah how many candy have you gotten with that guy so far i mean i could do the math but i could tell you that i have 180 spirit tomb candy right now that's so, insane that's a lot of spirit tomb candy and i still think i need like uh, 45 more did you ever out? use rare candy on that guy no i haven't used any that's all from walking and then the two catches that's pretty good and both catches were pin apps but i've got 409 kilometers on my survivor yeah, so get getting there. I'm not sure what we're getting to, but we're getting there. Yep. <laughs> anyway, if you, dear listener, have an answer to the question, when you can't leave the house, in what ways do you still enjoy Pokemon Go? You can answer on our social media platforms when we post the question there, such as Facebook or Twitter. Or you can send us a voicemail to 262-586-7717. Or you can send us an email to mail at gocastpodcast.com. And speaking of emails, 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 emails. This first email is from Pidgey Grabba. Hey, Kyle and Chris, Pidgey Grabba here. 
I knew it was you. I forgot to send in my February recap of my Pogo spreadsheet project. Ooh, yes. Aggressively rubs hands together. <laughs> so far, I have tracked daily gym coins and Stardust earnings. I am earning an average of 20,000 daily. I'm assuming that's Stardust, not gym coins. That'd be crazy. This <laughs> That has lots to do with the Go Battle League rewards. February 2nd, Minchino. First and from the only research I picked up during the event. These are shinies, by the way. The 3rd of February, Magikarp. Random spawn Ooh. at work. Spawns were boosted at the time. February 4th, Minchino. First wild encounter I'd seen and second shiny overall. Nice. Wow. February 7th, Chimchar. First outside community day. Spawns were increased at this time. February 18th, Nidoran Mail. My third. You can just give me one of those. <laughs> you can just give me one of those. Uh, PG, we'll, we'll meet up and uh, we'll fight to the death over him. That's not true. I'll give you something nice if, you, if you're if you willing. Uh-huh. Also on the 18th, Lillipup. My first. February 22nd, Rhyhorn. Three during community day window. One at 2.15, total at four. Nice. February 23rd, Mischievous. House spawns at 12.03, my second Mischievous. And Ooh. finally, February 29th, Sandshrew, my first, and crossing off my released in 2019 Kanto Shining decks at the buzzer. I want to save 2 million Stardust, but I have the itch to spend it all. Currently sitting at 15, almost 16, which is 1.6 million. <laughs> Pidgey Grabba for life. Wowza. Look at That's that. That's a lot of shinies. That's a lot of shinies. It is. Also, I just, I really dig the dedication to tracking it. And then also the manner in which they were encountered. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And yeah. the timestamps for some of them. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Thanks for the email, Pidgey Grab. I really appreciate it. Next one's from Paul. It says, hi, guys. I've only been listening for a short time, but I love your content and thought I'd get in touch. I'm from the UK and I have a lot of lucky friends that are overseas after posting my trainer code online. I think it's safe to say I will never meet these people and will never get to lucky trade with them. If Niantic stick to their principles, never allow remote trading, even for the lucky ones. I've often thought that a lucky gift option might be a viable option. The gifts could either contain more of the items we get now, rare items such as candies, incubators, or stones, or maybe even a lucky 7k egg. The egg could hatch a lucky Pokemon, have a lowered walking requirement, or a more specific egg pool. Or maybe have the 10K egg pool instead. Oh. Thank you for taking the time to read my idea, and I look forward to your future content. That's a really good idea. I like that idea of some kind, or in that capacity. My first lucky friend ever was on the East Coast, somebody I'd only ever met online. So I can feel that pain. Yeah, my second lucky friend was Baker Boy, who's a listener of the show and not in this country, uh, not even close to this country. So I feel the pain. I I wouldn't say that Niantic will never let you trade with people overseas, especially lucky trades. I would say if any trades, lucky trades would be the trade to allow to do at a distance. It's kind of a loophole in the system right now that doesn't serve anybody, right? Really far away friends, they encourage it because of the long distance eggs. But again, once you get lucky friends, which is supposed to be the apex, the mountaintop of the friendship program, you can't even take advantage of it with these people that you were encouraged to be friends with. Yep. So I, I can't imagine just because it's it's like that. It's not like, a, oh, too bad, so sad, or, oh, the game is hard because of this. This is just seems like a glaring kind of hole albeit a small glaring hole but a glaring hole all the same in the program and i would i'd probably put money sorry forgive me i'd put polka coins on nianta coming down and fixing that eventually 
but some sort of solution. You know, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> something. I, maybe. I agree. I I imagine that the long distance lucky friends is somewhere on a list of things to solve. Just you know, it's not at the top right now, which is understandable. Yes, yes. There are more immediate bugs and things and features to attend to uh, than this right now. But a uh, great question, and thank you for the email, Paul. Appreciate it. This next one is from Jackson. The thing I liked was Unova region. I really like Snivy and someone who ain't in Pokemon Go. Where's Zorua and Zorark? They're needed. The thing I dislike is the dang hat Pikachus. Why are there so many? Why? Where's the party hat Umbreon? All right. My question is. These are great, great questions. Yeah. All right. My question is. Drum roll, please. If you could add any Pokemon not in Pokemon Go, what would it be? For me, it would be Hatterene, because that's one of my favorite Gen 8 new Pokemon. See you next episode, Jackson. All right, Kyle, add any Pokemon that ain't in Pokemon Go. Okay, well, I've got three different choices. Any of them are equally good for me. One, the Hone Edge line. I love me a good ghost, and I think Honedge is a fantastically designed Pokemon. So, please. Even though it's going to be garbage in Go. I'm That's so not what sad. it's about. That's not what it's about. It's going to be so sad. It's going <laughs> to break sorry. my heart when I'm it sorry, happens. I'll, I'll hold you as you cry. <laughs> it will. It's going to be released. I'm going to evolve one, and then I'm going to cry because oh. it's going to be terrible. <laughs> well, at least it'll be cool to have. And yes. the three in models just always need to look at Nettie iteration. Yes. So. Another one is Toxtricity Ooh. from Gen 8. It's just such a good design. It is. I it love really that is. Pokemon. And lastly, Dragapult, because it's a ghost. Oh, my God. Two from Gen 8? Get yeah. original, man. Gen, 8's a, Gen 8 had some good designs to it. Yeah, Gen I don't care what good. anyone said. It's pretty good. Well, those are great suggestions. And now having made fun of you for choosing two Pokemon from Gen 8, I'm going to set a good example and also choose something from Gen 8. Snom, please. Yeah. I I need Snom in my life. I really, really do. Uh, I've got my fill of Wurmple right now, and I could use, you know, kind of like dessert after a hearty meal. I need Wait, some Snom. Is it Snom or is it Snome? I think it's Snom. But Snome, like. It's close to snow. Snow. Yeah. yeah. I'll die on this hill, Kyle. I think it's Snome. I'm, I'm, I'm easy to, to either prove correct or prove incorrect, but I can't handle the emotional turbulence at this time. So <laughs> let's, I'm just kidding. I think it's Snome. I really do. I think it's Snome. Has the anime come out yet? I don't think uh, it has. No, but we can look up a pronunciation guide really quick. Uh, we're going to find out real quick. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it right now. How to pronounce Snom. Snome, whatever. The three voices were Snom, Snom, and Snom. <laughs> All of them said Snom, though. Apparently, this Pokemon is so beloved that there is a Reddit specifically for it called r slash Snom. Yes, Snom. Snom. It says, it says, Snom, it says, is there it is a silent E. Snom or Snom? Hmm. It's like Gnome? Snom? I still think it's Snom. But I think it's you know, Snom. Agree to disagree. It's Snom. I'm gonna, again, I'll okay. die on this small, adorable ice hill. I will. Anyway, thank you for your email, Jackson. Really appreciate it. Next, we have an email from Jonathan. Hi, Kyle. 
and Chris in parentheses. <laughs> Why am I in parentheses? Hey, I like top billing. That's the second email. Uh, fine. <laughs> Love the show. I'm a level 40 primarily solo player, and I don't have access to very many legendaries. Currently in rank seven in the Go Battle League preseason. Here's my budget team. Swampert with Mudshot, Hydro Cannon, and Earthquake. Metagross with Bullet Punch and Meteor Mash. And Machamp with Counter, Rock Slide, and Cross Chop. Ooh. The Swampert is a 98% shiny from Community Day. It was level one, but I've been powering it up gradually since then. Wow. The Metagross was a... The Metagross was an Adventure Sync hatch that I evolved during this past December's event. Machamp was a level 30 lucky trade with my daughter that already had Counter and Rock Slide on it. Hey, that's a that's a good team. That is a really good team. Does he say which which league he's doing this in? Uh oh, I think he does. Hang on. He's got one more sentence here. Okay. This team usually wins three out of five. Not many grass Pokemon in the Master League, so Swampert is just a beast. Okay. That was gonna be my guess. Wow, Machamp in Machamp in Master League, huh? Yeah, no, Machamp is good. It just is also dangerous because it's weak to fairy and Togekiss is everywhere. But that's yeah, and flying, and and that's that's fair enough. So even Skarmory would have a hard time with and stuff like that. But you're not seeing Skarmory in Master League, I guess. So it doesn't really matter. Nope. <laughs> Maybe those Sky Attack uh, Moltres that people have got. That's true. That's true. Oh, but Rock Slide would just wreck a Moltres. Yep. Oh my gosh, just take that thing out of the sky with without even a second <laughs> thought. Wow, that's that's quite the impressive team. Well, happy to hear that you're enjoying some some serious success, Jonathan. Thank you for your email. Uh it's cool to hear about different teams. I wouldn't have thought about Machamp in Master League, but here we are. Sounds like it's doing well. This next email is from Laura. Hey guys. For this week's Pokepoll, I can say the one thing I really liked was the addition of the rocket stops. I don't love battling, but I found these fun and plentiful at the city I work in. Also, there are certain Pokemon who just look at so cool as Shadow, like Caesar. Couldn't agree more. The thing I don't like, Giovanni Tingle Rocket Encounters. The concept of only being able to engage Giovanni if I bother to complete a big list of stuff, including raids, battling other players, spinning stops over days, having to use supercharge attacks and gyms, annoys me. I'm a dex filler. I love trying to complete my decks, but I'm not huge on battles or raiding unless for dex filling. I think there are many, I think there are way too many steps in the Giovanni research and also hate having the feeling of a constantly incomplete research event. I'm a finisher and this <laughs> makes me feel like I'm not trying hard enough. If they could rework it, I think just doing five or six uh, of the grunt defeats gets you the Giovanni radar would be better. Thanks y'all. Laura from down under man. Okay, Kyle, I don't know about you, but I think, I think you agree I'm behind this 100%. I think that Giovanni research takes way too long. I agree completely. That said, there are people who will finish that day one. So that's true. I just, as, as soon as hmm. they can, obviously. I just don't like that it comes back. It makes me feel like I'm not actually completing it. I mean, I definitely feel that way because I still have the first one in my research tab. You still haven't finished the first one? Yes, I still have Looming in the Shadows. <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> i just i can't i don't do rocket stops i just i don't do them i see them i'm like oh hey cool keep walking mm -hmm. unless i am specifically staying in the area that they are already then i'll do them so i'm never gonna get that purify one done you'll have to choose one day to go out and finish it that's at what it'll take but see the thing is like oh no you gotta you know you gotta finish it 
but it's only gonna be finished for a week and then i'm gonna get another one unless you finish it sooner than that if you finish in the first couple of days you got all month to not do it or no you could be like us already and not do it at all it, it won't be because if i finish it i'll get the next months immediately oh that's right you have to do two yeah i have to do two back to back in order to not have one yeah but then the next month you only have one Yes, but that's one I don't want to do. <laughs> I Fair feel enough. the pain. I feel yes. the pain, Laura. Laura, suffice to say, we get you. We understand. We agree with you 100%. Thank you for your email. Julius wrote in, my response to the Pokepole is, what I like is PvP. My uncle and I have been hanging out, battling each other, and spending more time together. As you can get rewards like Rare Candy, which you would usually only get from raids. What I don't like is the raid difficulty boost. Because of this, me, my uncle, and my aunt, she just started playing recently, couldn't complete a Tornadus. If it wasn't for the difficulty change, the three of us would have gotten one from it. Yeah, that is... Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Make short manning five stars, at least, require more or less optimal scenarios. Right. Unfortunately, you're probably not going to get a lot of sympathy from players in regards to the five star because people like... That, you know, duo and trios are sort of prestigious amongst the five-star rating scene. Yeah, and gamers in general just like challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's kind of nice having it. It's not undoable, too. I mean, you can still get these. So the raid allows for 20 people to be in the same lobby, but very rarely does a raid boss require more than four people that are properly, you know, leveled and kitted out with the right Pokemon for it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it allows for quite a bit of wiggle room but yeah three people it's 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 a tough that's a tough number to go at anything with yeah but anyway uh, julius i hope that this kind of works out for you i'm sorry um hopefully maybe one more person can you get like one other person to come with you guys and do that raid maybe you'd have more success it'll probably make all the difference one person right yeah uh, squeeze out the last little bit you need take the time to re-lobby absolutely yeah uh, but anyway julius thank you as always for your response to the Pokeball and the email. This next email is from TJ. Hey, go casters. What's up? What's, What's up, up, TJ? How's it going, man? I've been listening to your show for a couple of months now, and I have to say I've been really enjoying it. Nice. Thank you for listening. I started playing again after not playing uh, Go for a while. I stopped right around the time the Gen 3 Ghosts were released for Halloween, and I started playing again right around the Ralts Community Day. Oh. It's quite the quite the leap of time. Now that I have a car, a new phone, and other people near me that play the game too, it's much more enjoyable. I'm into that, brother. I decided to try and be more active in the community, and I stumbled across your podcast. Decided to give it a try, and I've been loving it ever since. Yahoo! I'm glad you could actually find us. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's kind of late, but I have what I think is a pretty good answer to the Pokemon idiom Pokepole you had a few weeks ago. One Manaphy is worth a thousand Fiones. Hey, <laughs> I, I like, like that it. one yeah um that's that's referring to pokemon that aren't even out yet so y'all listen that have no idea you're in for a treat <laughs> we'll come back to that one later how about that we'll come back to the idiom some other time in the future now i have two questions first why is a low attack good for pvp i've heard you guys talk about it before but it still doesn't really make sense to me why wouldn't you want a higher attack stat so you can do more damage there's a second question here, but let's do the first question first. Kyle, do you have a, a nice, succinct answer for TJ? I do. So there's two primary reasons. One, I guess they both tie into each other. One, 
Attack has the heaviest weight on CP, which means if you're playing in Great or Ultra League, it's going to influence how high you can level something up before it's relevant. And a zero attack could mean you level something up three more times, which is one and a half levels, more than something with 15 attack, for example. And that's like four HP, depending on the Pokemon. And that could be the difference between winning and losing. It could be, especially in a mirror match situation. But also that level up gives the Pokemon more attack too, just like it gives more HP. So while you have maybe zero attack IVs, you have more base attack to work with. So it kind of balances each other out. Yeah, or closer, you know, yeah. and like it, it evens it out relatively. So hopefully that makes sense. DJ, if, if that didn't make 100% sense, I would. There's tons of guides online that do a really good job of laying it out, too. So that could be that could be useful. Um, the second question was, how do you guys stay motivated to play throughout the winter? <laughs> I live in New England, so it's cold for a good chunk of the year. I find myself only really playing for a few minutes a day on my way to work and during the rain hours. I usually only do one or two because it's freezing. Have a good one. TJ rocks. He does. TJ rocks. That's also my opinion <laughs> about TJ. How do we stay motivated to play throughout the winter? If I told you that we didn't, would that be the honest answer? Probably. Probably. Yeah, no. It, no. But, yeah. We just but have yeah. to like change the way that we play. And that usually means playing a lot less and playing at specific times on purpose, finding indoor places to play community days, making plans to meet up with people on carpool and stuff like that. That's what that looks like out here in a, for us in the Midwest. And it's it's also just kind of important to know that you don't have to go hard all the time. So it's okay that you don't catch, you know, a couple hundred Pokemon every day if the weather doesn't allow you to play in such a way that you enjoy yourself. And that's kind of how my winters with Pokemon go. Go. <laughs> you play when you can and you work with what ends up being limited resources when you're playing limited resource being heat in this situation yeah and sunlight and positivity and like feeling in the tips of your fingers <laughs> i don't need that i don't need that that's fine <laughs> you ever try to throw an accident curveball with numb fingers it doesn't work yes yes you got to use your knuckle <laughs> I've, I've used my knuckle to throw a curveball before yeah. it didn't go well but i did do it uh <laughs> anyway tj thank you for both of your your questions sorry we're not more help with the whole how do we stay motivated throughout the winter uh i think we kind of have an, a, an easy answer because we still do this show every single week and so we're constantly talking about what's new and exciting things like that and that's enough for people in a lot of ways uh that's definitely enough for me but if i wasn't doing this show if, if i was able to step away for a couple of weeks i probably would take especially during the winter i'd probably take some time off yeah, if if I wasn't recording the show, I would probably only play community days during the coldest months, if I were to be completely honest. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, the summers are just so great around here. So we have oh, that to fantastic. also like like compare. If it was cold all the time, I might I might be more dedicated to like you know getting some like snow gear and stuff and and like those uh those tech weather gloves you can touch your phone through them and stuff like that. No, I'm sorry. Pokemon no, go. if it's if it's sub 30 all the time, Pokemon Go, you're you're leaving my phone. It's, your Pokemon gone. Your Pokemon gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's fair enough. 
That's fair yeah. enough. Uh, if, hey, if you, if you listener at home, if you are living in the Arctic Circle and you play Pokemon Go year round, please send us an email. I want to hear. If it's not the Arctic Circle, if you're just in, I don't know, Canada or something, that's close <laughs> enough, right? Uh, if you're in a place that's cold all the time, I want to hear about how you play and stuff. That would be, that'd be fascinating. But anyway, TJ, thank you so much for your email. Last email comes from Alex. Thanks for your response to my last email. I was grinding hard for the two weeks after I started over on February 18th and amassed just under 2 million experience. That's pretty great for just two weeks. That's true. This is the same Alex that that uh, restarted their account, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We, we had the discussion. It was last week for the podcast, two weeks ago for us. That's right. That's right. Stacking lucky eggs from leveling up new friends and experience and the mythical quest experience goes a long way. I have since then dialed down a bit, but I really wanted to hit level 30 as soon as possible. Question, if Pokemon Go had a prestige option, reset decks, experience startups, and lose all but one Pokemon, and gain a second incubator plus a cool icon by your name, would you do it? No, absolutely not. You like, wouldn't? Absolutely not. Hmm. Absolutely not. Like, I'd be even, tempted. Even if I like had just started... And like this was a brand new account that I got to level 40. Absolutely not. The the amount of experience it takes to get to 40 is too much. You can <laughs> 20 million, not yeah. so bad. <laughs> but like if you don't do it with friendships, you can amass a good amount of stardust, a good amount of powerful Pokemon, a good amount of shinies that you would do over just for a second incubator. And the icon, obviously. But what if it was a super incubator that had infinite uses? No. Really? No. Not really. even a little bit. Have you ever prestige in any other game? No. I can't think of a game that I've played that has prestige that I've done. Okay. Like I never played Call of Duty or any of that. And I always thought that the concept of prestige was silly anyways. He, yeah. It's kind of vain. But it's also like a man, I wish I could do that again. And then that moment of nostalgic weakness, they give you the option to do it again. And then you choose to for some reason. Uh, Sounds like an awful time to me. I've (laughs) done it in Destiny 2 several times in the Crucible. But that's a different story. It's not like I lose all of my guns and stuff like that. Like I still keep all of my items and things like that. Yeah, losing your entire Pokemon collection is something else. I think something else entirely. If you only lost your experience and as a result, your Pokemon's levels were limited until you leveled back up, I would consider it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So if, if they if they had their level limitations brought down to their level maximum, right, it would still keep the same percentage of the wheel full yes. the entire time. So by max level, your level one Tyranitar or Smackdown Stone Edge would be back to level 38 when you're done. Yeah. Okay, I, I would be so on board for that. I think that's great. I would consider that. <laughs> I don't, not saying I would do it, though. Okay, okay. I can respect our differences here, Kyle. That's fine. Um, but that's a really great question, Alex. I, I don't know. I would be interested to hear what other people have to say to that question. Like, I want to ask Terry Wolf if he would do it over again. <laughs> he has done it over again several times, I suppose. I'm pretty sure that answer will probably be no. Yeah, maybe, maybe now, maybe now. But yeah, I would love to hear other people's input on this question. So if you have an answer to that question, please go ahead and write it in. Would you prestige in Pokemon Go if you lost everything and had to start over? That'd be pretty cool. But uh, thanks for the email, Alex. 
If you, dear listener, would like to send us an email of your very own to be read next week, next episode in the email section, you can do so by sending one to mail at gocastpodcast.com. You can also visit our website at gocastpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at gocastpodcast. Like us on Facebook, the Gocast Podcast. If you want to help support the show monetarily, you can do so by going to Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash go cast podcast where as little as one dollar a month will get you access to our patient exclusive discord uh we hang out in there all the time it's very active it's super duper active (laughs) um every single week it seems to be even more so i'm very thrilled with our community we got going on so get in here we'd love to have you if monetary support is not your dealio but you'd still like to help support the show please leave us a review on any podcatcher that you might be enjoying us on be Apple podcasts or Stitcher or whatever the case may be. Please. If you feel so inclined, leave us a review. It helps us out immensely. Okay. Mr. Kyle, okay. we got to set goals for next week. Uh, but this also should include our Abra community day goals. Yes. Which will be kind of weird because we're going to have that event that like added thing. And I don't know if we should try to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go crazy. Let's go kooky. All right. Are you ready? Do you have your notepad? I'm ready. My notepad has been had already. Okay, good. I'm aiming for three shinies for community day because I'm not going to get to go out and like dedicated hardcore play for the time. Fair enough. And I also want to complete whatever the special research paid ticket thing is going to be. Hopefully within the allotted time so I don't have to wait to see what it changes into if it does change. Wait, Sorry, but we need you to we need you to bite the bullets so that we know what th- we can talk about next week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I want okay. I want to try and finish it. Okay, I don't want right. to deal with that. I may not be able to finish it. You never know. We'll That's out. true. That's true. I'll be rooting um, for your failure. Now, see, I was looking through what else I could do as a goal. And I was like, you know, maybe I'll just start this period, this spirit tomb, and get it over with. No, because I still need like eighty-eight more candy. Oh my gosh. Okay. Five kilometers of candy. So it's going to be a little while. Okay. Before so this happens. Maybe like a, maybe like a milestone in the spirit tomb journey. No, I don't wait till I have the candy for it. Do it all which, at once. Which means that it's dusk noir's time to shine. Okay. Quite literally because he's shiny. So power up dusk noir. He's pretty low level. He's only like, you know, 10 or 12 so i got a, a good way i can go on him okay sounds good just those three yeah just those three for this week so three abra shiny abra complete the special research within the the period of time or at least before next episode right uh and then you want to not max but start powering up the dusk noir yeah i'm not gonna be able to max them there's no way i ain't got that kind of stardust okay sounds good to me all right for myself i want to get 12 abra not 10 or more. Oh I felt like deviating a little bit. I think it'll be kind of fun to give myself an extra challenge this time. So you said 12. Yeah. If you get 13, do you lose? You know, that would be an interesting game to play, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you would, if 13 does mean you lose and you click one and it is the 13th, will you let it go? Okay. So you know how, <laughs> you know how when somebody like in a movie, they're like, well, what if we just go around the mountain? And they're like, that idea is so stupid, so stupid. It might work. Uh, <laughs> what you just said was such a bad goal. And it's so bad that it appeals to me. <laughs> um, 
Here, I'll tell you what. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say 12 Abra. I have to get 12. If I go more than 12, though, I'm not obligated to throw it away unless I really want to just keep my Abra goal. But I will keep okay. track of the ones that I have kept and how many I threw away. <laughs> okay. If that needs to happen. Okay, I, so 12 hope- Abra, not more, not less, equal only. God, this is dumb. I'm so <laughs> thrilled. I'm so excited for this to be awful. <laughs> it's okay. You're, it's going to be one of those community days where you only get like five. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll get to like 11 and I'll have like ran 10 miles. <laughs> All right. In addition to the 12 Abra, I'm going to start my own maxim project that I've talked to you about now that you've tried to talk me out of. I'm going to take it very slow. I'm going to start with generation one Pokemon, bug Pokemon, max evolutions only. And I'm going to do them in Pokedex order. Which means that, oh man, I think it's a Beedrill I'm going to start off with, or is it Caterpie first? Uh, Caterpie. One of those two. Oh, Caterpie. Yeah. So I'm going to max a Butterfree for next week. I'm going to do that. And then also 300,000 Stardust. (laughs) Okay. How much Stardust do you have right now? How much Stardust do I currently have? Let me see. Also, for those listening at home who didn't want to check, there are six bug Pokemon from Gen 1 that he needs to max out. Butterfree, Beedrill, Pinsir scyther venomoth there's one more yeah there's one more uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be so embarrassed when you say it yeah i mean i have what to is, look it up so what is it parasect oh no and i like paris a lot yeah. i forgot that it's bug i thought it was yep. poison grass for some reason in nope. my head bug grass because i thought about it too anyway the stardust uh amount the stardust that I'm at right now is 666,456. Oh, you were expecting another 666. <laughs> so I need to be like just under a million in order to get my goal, but I'm also going to be maxing out the Butterfree. So I'll try to keep track of my ins and outs. We'll see how that goes. But Just go max the Butterfree right now, and then you'll know. Okay, I'll do that. Right after the show, I'm going to max that <laughs> Butterfree and get that guy out of the way, and then I'll be able to keep track of my stardust. That's so smart. It's like you've been doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Kyle, thank you for joining me this week. And thank you, dear listener, for joining both of us this week for another episode of GoCast. We'll see you guys next week for episode 85. Until then, good luck with your raid weekend this weekend with Giratine. Ah! And uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.